Welcome to this week's edition of Mountain Outhouse News. I'm your host, Jam Jam. This is the crazy shit to happen in running this week. This week's stories include the first finisher of the Baldy Marathons, 24 hours in a shipping container, and 50 100-mile runs in a single year? It's finally happened. We have our first ever finisher of Southern California's Baldy Marathons. If you aren't familiar with the Baldy Marathons, it's a Barkley-inspired event organized by Aaron Sorensen, billed as the Alpine version of the Barkley. The course itself is a 20-mile loop topping out at 10,000 feet with 10,000 feet of climb per loop. A full 100-mile finish features a similar 60-hour cutoff to the Big Barkley. Instead of books, runners need to punch their race bib at key points along the course. The race has been happening twice per year, once in the fall, once in the spring, since October 2015. This April, we saw three complete the 100K, but as of yet, no one has gotten the 100-mile done until now. Toshi Hosaka, a name you likely are not too familiar with, now and will forever be known as the first ever finisher of the seventh Baldy 100. His finish time was 58 hours, 57 minutes. 24 hours on a treadmill. We've seen this done time and time again. Dean's done it, Wardian's done it, but this next story has probably never been done, and for good reason. It's absolutely bonkers. 24 hours on a treadmill in a shipping container in the dark? Say what? The locked and loaded 24-hour run took place at Lake Tahoe next to the Tahoe Spartan Race, where four guys live-streamed their runs in separate shipping containers. The run was meant as an isolation sensory deprivation run, where they had no light and no sound inside for the duration of the event. Brian Chontosh went the furthest with 80.5 miles, and the other three contenders completed between 52 and 56 miles. These guys are raising money in support of mental health veterans and first responders. Check out their site at thewhiteboardproject.com. Race scams. We've all heard of them, but how do you spot one? With the proliferation of themed fun runs popping up all over the place, it can be tough to tell, especially when race registration is done through a legitimate site like active.com. The Day of the Dead 5K fun run in Arizona was promoting itself through Facebook ads to potential runners, but things got weird when the event kept changing its name. Next, it was the Skull Run, then the Dragons and Skulls Run, and finally the Dragons Zombies Skulls Run. Turns out they never got a permit with the supposed venue Rawhide, and ultimately the race was found out to not exist. Ouch. But these scams don't just touch the 5K world. The Barkley Fall Classic just opened up registration for 2019, and a scammer was already on it. While the legit race registration platform of choice for the BFC is Ultra Signup, the event popped up on the similarly named runsignup.com with an Ohio address and fooled at least one runner who erroneously registered on the fake page. Come on, Run Signup, you gotta vet that shit. Annie Weiss, whom you may remember from last year, attempting a speed record on the 1200 mile long Ice Age Trail. Well, she wasn't able to complete that a year ago, but just finished in her 2018 attempt, setting a new overall record of 21 days, 18 hours, 7 minutes. She beat the overall record by 11 hours and 53 minutes. A huge congratulations, Annie. A new record for running around Mount Hood was set on the Timberline Trail by Tyler Green, who ran the route in 6 hours, 10 minutes, beating a 35-year-old record held by John Coffey. The infamous Spartathlon, which spans 153 miles between Athens and Sparta in Greece, was hit with a Medicaid. A storm that dropped rain and wind on course, despite that, 
Yoshihiko Ishikawa of Japan won in 22 hours 54 minutes for the men, and Zuzana Maraz won for the women in 27.04. Top American runners were Will Rivera and Bob Hearn, who went 15th and 16th in 27 hours and 27.01. The USATF Half Marathon Trail Championships went down in Wisconsin. Surprise, surprise, Joe Gray was again your men's champion for the now 16th time. His one hour, 13 minute win time at the Berkey Trail Run was just 27 seconds ahead of second place Andy Wacker. On the ladies' side, Megan Roche won in one hour, 27 minutes, with a three minute win margin over Samantha Lewis. Always iffy on weather, the Bear 100 had ideal conditions this year, paving the way for Caitlin Gerben to have a dominating performance with a win and new course record in 20 hours, 45 minutes. She was third overall, not even an hour back of men's winner Tyler Fox, who won in 1953. I saw this post about Silverton resident Kim Wrinkle made by his Bear 100 crew and pacer Scott Brockmeyer, and I just had to share. Kim, as you know, is a huge fan of the sport and stellar athlete in his own right. He was hoping for a hard rock qualifier, but had some major issues late in the race. As you can see, he could barely make forward progress, but pressed on despite that with his ever positive attitude. Simply inspiring stuff. He ultimately got to the point where he literally could not make time quick enough to finish before the final cutoff, and ultimately did not earn a finish, but damn, he sure gets the most memorable performance in my book. The Yeti 100, or should we call it the Rainbows and Unicorn 100, in Virginia, saw 179 finishers this year on the Beast Coast, with a bit of a slower win time than last year's 14.04 set by Olivier LeBlond. Christopher Larson won in 1634, and top women's finisher was Grace Fisher in 1841. Coming in DFL was another inspiring finish from Janet Mass, who squeaked in under the 30-hour cutoff by just 11 minutes and 18 seconds. New England saw a new fixed time race in the BB Farm, 48-hour in Vermont. Pablo Espinosa was your winner with 162.99 miles, and top woman was Karen Garreau with 130.74. Also of note was now 80-year-old Don Winkley, aka the most interesting ultra runner in the world, with 86.28 miles. Corey Reese was back at it again with another creative 100-miler. If you recall, he's previously run 100 miles on a cruise ship, and now he's just completed the Donut Trail 100. This consists of the Butler County 80-mile Donut Trail in Ohio that strings together a perfect dozen donut shops, basically the perfect number of aid stations for a run of that length. Coincidence? I think not. While most drive between locations, Corey ran and then proceeded to tack on another 20 miles and give himself a fancy buckle that is now the envy of the entire Outhouse Nation. This gets me thinking and dreaming about an Outhouse 100. Corey, you up for it? Have you ever run 100 miles? More than one per year? How many 100 mile races do you think would be possible to complete in one calendar year? A couple years back, we saw a small arms race for individuals attempting to hold that title. It likely stemmed from seeing how many marathons or halves could be completed in a single year by those marathon maniacs, but on a whole nother level. Monica Schultz of Canada back in 2010 established a world's best by completing 25 100 mile races. Next came Scott Brockmeyer in 2012, where he set out to run 30. He came up a bit short due to injury, but finished 27. He also inspired his then girlfriend Liz Bauer to also take on the challenge. 
She pushed through and was able to complete 36 that year. Ed Eddinghausen, a prolific marathoner and ultra runner, came next. In 2014, Ed ran 41 100 mile races, surpassing the mark set by Bauer two years earlier. Of note, Liz ran all of hers as 100 mile races or longer, while Ed also included fixed time events of 24 hours, 48 hours or longer in his quest. We now have a new contender for that title, who will begin his journey January 1st, 2019. Walter Hanloser will be attempting to complete 50 runs of 100 miles or more, dubbing this the Half Hundred Hundreds. We'll have more on this in the new year, but Walter is already a veteran of several 200 mile races, and will be living out of his van, traveling race to race. The esteemed Auburn Walk of Fame has a new member, and one that is incredibly deserving. Tim Tweetmeyer officially now has a tile, which Lord Balls, please help me out with the location of this. Tweetmeyer, of course, is infamous for his 25 consecutive sub-24 hour, 24 hour runs at Western States, which is unprecedented, and something that quite possibly only Ian Sharman could be on track to match. On top of that, the tweet also had 15 consecutive years placing in the top five. Wow. I'd like to follow up on last week's story on ultra troll Jane Benfer. I've had a few questions on where I learned of her true identity. Wanted to be careful with my sources, but since ultra runner and jester Ed Eddinghausen did post publicly about Risa, I'd like to do a short explanation. She did indeed crew Ed a few years back for a couple of his 100s before turning on him with her public rants. You can read his full detailings on his Facebook. But I like to say, despite my calling her out, I think the Ultra community in general is incredibly forgiving and welcoming. If Risa did decide to return to the sport in a positive way as a participant, I think we'd all welcome her back with a giant smiling laughy emoji face. And with that, thanks for tuning in to episode 113 of Outhouse News. Thanks for checking out the show, and we'll see you next time. If you have crazy stories to share or a question or feedback for the show, please leave a comment below. If you'd like to directly support the show financially, consider becoming a Patreon supporter of this channel or pick up this custom pair of Jam Jam's acorn sunglasses. Link below. Have a pity week. <laughs>